Hello, and welcome to today's episode of Hooked on Homeschool. I am so excited to introduce you guys to my next guest. Her name is Mari, and Mari is the mother of four boys. Yes, four boys. They range from ages 13 to two years old, so she is a super busy mom. She also has basically homeschooled her kids their entire lives. She's been homeschooling now for eight years, and she also runs a co-op. She's the president of a social co-op, so we will go into all of that. And she also spoke at a pretty big homeschool convention last year, so she is very knowledgeable about a lot of different things. And we're also going to talk about unschooling because everyone always hears about that. It's like, what is it? Are our is our kids going to learn all that good stuff. So I'm excited to have her on so you guys can all hear what she has to say. And it's going to be super exciting and so much fun. So get ready for a fantastic episode of Hooked on Homeschool. Hi, friends. Are you ready to homeschool, but you're just not sure how to begin? Do you feel overwhelmed or frustrated with the public school and noticing that your child is constantly struggling or falling behind? Are you ready to say goodbye to that hectic and stressful weekday schedule and embrace a completely different approach? Do you find that your child is exhausted from those long days at school, followed by hours of homework at night? And are you constantly experiencing stress and overwhelm as a result? I'm here to share some great news with you. There is a better way, and it's called homeschooling. Experience quiet and peaceful mornings again. How about instilling a sense of joy and excitement for learning in your child? Witness their true passions unfold as you go on this fulfilling journey together. Welcome to Hooked on Homeschool. I am Dawn Janowitz, a homeschool mom, wife, podcaster, and online course creator. And I want to give you the clarity, the confidence, the freedom, and all the strategies to show you that it is possible to create an amazing homeschool experience that works for both you and your kids. So come on, ladies, let's go from hot mess express to fierce and fun, and let's get hooked on homeschool. Hi, Maury. How are you today? Hi, how are you? I'm doing well. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today. I really think that it's important for people to understand that when you're a mom and you homeschool, you're just not sitting at home with your kiddos at a table for eight hours a day that you don't even want your homeschool day to look like a school day, right? So I don't even know if yours can look like a school day with four kiddos, a huge uh, social co-op and all that stuff going on. So tell us a little bit about yourself and then we'll get into all the good stuff about what you do during your day. Sure. Yeah. So like you said, I do have four boys, 13, 10, five and two, and they definitely keep me really, really busy. We have been homeschooling now for eight years. So still in the thick of it, still learning. Each season brings definitely something new. Our homeschool day. Yeah, we don't we don't try to public school at home. We are definitely out and about and we follow a form of unschooling. So we are doing life and learning through our life. And it's just, it's really busy. It's really busy time. It's really busy. Yep. So go ahead and explain a little bit about unschooling. I met you through Tara and Tara was actually on my show last year. And I don't know if she would call herself the ultimate homeschooler, but I think she is the ultimate, actually, homeschooler, unschooler, right? 
So what would you say is your definition of unschooling? And then we'll get into kind of like why you do it and why you know it works. Sure. Yeah. The definition for me of unschooling would be where you are cultivating who God made your children to be. You're learning through life. You're not sitting behind textbooks and just learning facts and being drilled. You're learning how God made you. Like Tara said, you know, you think of a baby and you think no one really sat down and said, this is how you crawl and do it. It was more walking alongside that baby and showing them and letting them just do and try on their own. And it's more of less teacher and more of a teaching assistant because you're just walking along and kind of their passions and their goals, you're just helping them achieve those. And each child is so different that they can't fit into that box. So it's just having that philosophy of cultivating who God made them to be. Okay, so someone's listening to this because most of the people listening are either thinking about homeschooling or they just started. So what would you say to them if they said, but how do you know your kids are staying on track? How do you know that you know, they're learning if you're not testing them. Like they really love the concept of unschooling, but but it just doesn't make sense to them yet. Because I feel like when I started doing it, I feel like I remember thinking that like, oh my gosh, how does that even happen? So kind of explain like, how do you know they're keeping up and how do you know they're learning? Well, I'm with them all the time and I can hear them and I can see what they're looking at and how much that they've really grown as a person by doing what they love or learning about what they love. Also, too, you have to remember that in the state of Florida, there are legal things that we have to do as far as homeschooling. So I report to my county. I'm not under an umbrella school. I've chosen to be with the county. There's pros and cons with both. But we chose to be with the county. So my children have to do an evaluation every year. And so we have to jump through that hoop as well. And I would also say that society has kind of made these grade levels or behind or learning enough where, you know, just as long as they're following their path and I'm sending them out as adults that can function in society and support. I have four boys, so, you know, support their families in the future that to me is what is really important and that they are, we're a Christian home so that they're loving the Lord and that they can be great leaders for their homes. That to me is the most important thing. Society is the one that said they need to fit in these grade level boxes and made the grade levels and made those standards. And I see why, but that's not necessarily how God intended it to be. Yep. And so I'm going to just take it one step further because someone might be listening to this and and really get that and and believe that. But what about when they say, because they may want to and their husband is like, there's no way or their family is like, the next question is, how are they going to get a, get to college or how are they going to get a job? And I I just want to answer this real quick because I think the thing is, is your child, when they when you graduate them and they come out of 12th grade, they're not going to know how to do absolutely nothing. Like, if they decided to go to a community college, right? So they're going off to community college versus someone who just went through 12 years of school. And let's say that person who just went to 12 years of school was a BC student. I'm not talking about like a straight A student who wants to go to Harvard, because if you have one of those at home that you are unschooling, they will open every book and they'll, they're going to read everything. So they're going to probably know a lot more than they learned at school. So 
So you have your child who was unschooled, and then you have this BC student that went to high school, and you line them up and you send them off to college. Who is to say that that person that actually went through 12 years of a public education is going to be any smarter, any better? I mean, people need to like really understand, do, are they going to remember the algebra that they learned or the ge- geometry? Like, like they're almost starting at, at blank slates because if your child that was unschooled wants to go and let's say be a veterinarian, they're going to probably start at a community college. They could definitely start at a four-year, but you know, maybe something small, smaller to get accumulated. And once they start taking those classes, they're going to start learning, right? They're, they're going to take one step forward. And because of all the things that you did while you were teaching them about being a good person, being respectful there around adults, you're going to see your children actually probably thrive more than the children that went to actually public school. So what is your take on how is my kids going to get into college or how are my kids going to get a job? So first off, when you're unschooling, you really get to know your kids. You get to know your their passions, their desires in life. So not every child is going to go to college. Some just, that's not their path. That's not what they want to do. So doing the years of unschooling, you're going to talk to them and see what is your goal? Where do you see yourself? You know, that question that you get asked in interviews, where do you see yourself in five years? But you're really going to be able to see, okay, this child is definitely college like driven. He's going to go to college. He wants to go into computers. My first is like that very, at a very young age, you know, why do I have to, when do I graduate high school? I said, well, probably 18. That's just the way the system is. Why? Well, that's just the way the system is. (laughs) So why can't I graduate at 15? I mean, he's in kindergarten asking me this. And just because that's the way the system is. Well, now that we are homeschooling and unschooling, he's 13 and his he's in college, he's in dual enrollment. And that was his goal. That wasn't something that, you know, if he wasn't ready for that, then we wouldn't have pushed it. But that was his goal. And he was very driven. He has wonderful time management skills. And he was college material like that. He was definitely going down that college path. That's very good. I mean, you don't meet a lot of homeschoolers that are doing dual enrollment at such a young age. So, but that's the path he's taking and he loves it. And as long as they love it, right, he's following his passion. You're not pushing him. And I think that's the difference where when you go to public school, they are pushing you to like this or don't like that, like pushing you into a box. You don't get to explore what you want to do. Right. And just the memorization, it's not actual learning because you learn things better when you love it and you're doing it the way that you can learn it the best. Whereas in public school or a private school, even it's sit and learn this fact and you just memorize it. You're not fully learning it. You're not fully, you know, understanding it even. It's just learn this fact and that's the way it is. And then when you learn a different fact, that other fact can, you know, right out of your head. So if you're learning how you love it, you're learning things that you love, it's going to just stay with you a lot more through your life. And he was definitely one that always had a book in his hand, could code at a very young age, loved to code, would sit and make coding games for, he made a game, took him over a year to make. And that was just his path. And we kind of, you know, nurtured it and cultivated it. And then found that he could do this dual enrollment at a young age. And that was his goal. Now, is that going to be all the rest of his brothers? No, 
that's not, you know, that's not their goal. So did you know that your child was advanced when you were like, you had your other child, your other three children? Or you're like, wait a minute, this isn't like my son was doing this at this age. Like, did you? Yeah, it's I mean, it's hard to not compare them. But they were made so individually. And so they each have their own special skills and talents and gifts from the Lord. And it's just nurturing those and helping them down that path that they are can thrive and not putting them in that box is is just amazing to me because you can see them branch off and be who they were made to be. Whereas when we had my oldest in public school, it crushed them. It crushed him. He was this social child that loved to learn. And he would come home every day and just be blank and be miserable because he would get in trouble. Because you had him in public school in kindergarten, right? Correct. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So is this why you decided to homeschool? So tell us about that. He went to kindergarten. Go ahead and give us the story on that. Yes. He went to kindergarten. Um, He started off at a private Christian kindergarten. It was wonderful. He could, you know, get up. There was like five kids in the class, get up and do what he wanted. But then we moved to a different state and then put him in public school. And that just crushed him. I mean, he was a different child. He was in the advanced reading, but then the teacher came to me and was like, well, why isn't his writing advanced to his reading? Because it's two different things. He loves to read. He taught himself to read. And that's his where he's good at. He's not good at writing and it doesn't need to be the same level. And that kind of was eye-opening to me. He came home one day and asked me to homeschool him. And I was like, nope, sorry, no way. Nope, this mama is not doing that. You're going to, you know, at the time I just had two and I was like, you're in school, buddy, sorry. And then the conviction starts and you see like he was not the same child. Even in kindergarten, he'd have to sit in quiet lunches and no recess. And if someone across the cafeteria was talking during a quiet lunch, then everybody's punished. And it's like, is that really real life? No. So then I met some other homeschool moms and was like, okay, well, I'll try this for a year. And then a year turned into two. And, you know, we just never really looked back. Yeah, never really looked back and found the unschooling. And that was a total game changer. And yeah, now he's doing dual enrollment and it's absolutely wonderful. I love it. Hi, friends. Are you wanting to homeschool, but you just don't even know where to start? If so, I have got some exciting news to share with you. Did you know that I have a free workshop that will help you get started with homeschooling? Plus, I'll give you valuable tips and insights to help guide you along the way. I invite you to visit Hooked on Homeschool, where I'll teach you how to create an amazing homeschool experience right now. Take this first step towards the incredible journey of homeschooling by visiting hookedonhomeschool.com. You also lead a co-op. So explain what a co-op is, what kind of co-op you have, what everybody does. And so people understand that when you homeschool, you're, you know, you don't, you don't just do it by yourself. You definitely want to find people to be around and to uh, get your kids socialized with other children. So go ahead and explain 
what name, what it's called, and where it's at and everything. Sure. So we are Lighthouse Homeschoolers. We're in Polk County. Uh, we do do some events in the Hillsborough area or surroundings. It just depends. And like you said, joining a co-op is probably just as beneficial for us moms as it is the children because we need support. It's hard. This homeschooling thing is hard. It can be lonely. It can be really stressful. So having that support of the other moms that are walking along this, and we have, we range from ages four through senior in high school. And we have about over 200 families right now. And it's a huge blessing. We are a social co-op. So 100% parent volunteered. No one takes a salary. Everybody's just volunteering their time. And we have parents set up events, either parties, field trips. I'm trying to think. We have clubs. We have like a chess club once a month. We have pretty much any kind of trip that you want to take. We will encourage the parents to go ahead and set that up because we don't have someone taking a salary to you know set up all these events or anything. We just have all the parents. And we also have a once a month, we call it a teacher's meeting where we have maybe a speaker come and talk. And it's just a great time for the moms to get their cups filled and get that support that we need. And kind of, we have seasoned moms and we have first year homeschooler moms. And it's just nice to be able to bounce back and forth those ideas all while the children are playing. And like I said, because we have such a wide age range from four through senior in high school, they get to learn how to socialize with kids not of their own age. And it's not uncommon to see my five-year-old running around with some teenagers playing tag or playing some kind of game. And, and to me, that's just wonderful because that's really preparing them for life. They're not stuck in a classroom with someone their own age. I'm not friends with people my own age, just my own age. So it, it's really nice to have that flexibility to do that. And I think that we're, we're made to have that. I think back in the day, it was like that generation. The grandparents would teach the the grandchildren. You always hear of, of even families, parents talk about how their grandmother cooked and their grandfather taught them to fish. And, and I think when our five-year-old is just around other five-year-olds, they're not learning as much. But when they're around kids that are older, they see things differently. It's like being around older siblings, right? An only child versus a child who's the youngest out of five. I mean, they're going to have a completely different outlook on a lot of different things because they're just around different ages. And it's, it's so healthy for everybody to kind of see that. And also for the older ones to be around the younger ones to kind of make them a kid again, it kind of brings out that, that kid in them and, and it keeps everybody young and happy and fresh. So you had mentioned that homeschooling is hard and we all know it can get hard. It can get stressful. So if someone says like, if it's hard and stressful, why do you do it? And so what do you have to say about that? I would tell them because not everything in life is easy and you have to know your why. Why are you homeschooling? A lot of times it's to keep them out of the public school system because of X, Y, and Z being instilled and creeping into the system or because their child just doesn't fit in the same box as everyone. So know your why and know that you're going to have bad days. Teachers have bad days. You know, in a classroom, they have plenty of bad days as well. But in the end, it's because you love your children. No one loves them as much as you do. And no one knows them as well as you do. So it's taking them and helping them be who they're supposed to be in life. And you get to do that. You don't rely on a teacher or some stranger. And now don't get me wrong, teachers aren't bad. They're doing 
what they have to do to get through the day. A lot of it, the government's on them and stuff. But yeah, they have to do certain things that are not benefiting your child. Right, right. Yeah. And they that's their job. Whereas these are your children and you love them and can nurture them unlike anybody else. And it's rough and it's stressful, but in the end it's worth it because you walked alongside them to do it and not someone else. Yeah, I love that. And also like it, you can also say that about marriage, like marriage is hard, but you're still married. You, you have enough positive times that even when there are the stressful days, because you have stressful days when you're, all your kids go to public school, right? It's the same thing. It's just the stressful days sometimes, but then you could go to a park. You could go out with friends. You could leave them at home and go do a mom's night out. So it's not easy because you're doing something very rewarding. And I think when you're doing something rewarding, it encourages you to do it more, but you're just not going to have those every day. It could be, you could have a whole month sometimes. It's great. Just depends. Sometimes the weather's not good. You know, it's rainy. The kids want to go outside there. But just if a parent learns the value of distraction, I think that's a really good thing because especially with the younger ones, if they don't want to do something, you know, we don't just keep forcing them to do it. You just say, okay, let's go do this. And it's so funny because they'll be like, really? Okay, let's go do that. And they're so easy. Now, the older ones, not so much. But um, yeah, the the power of distraction is really good for the younger ones. And that's always helped me. I mean, you know, I could just, they'll be like having full on crying meltdown. And then you'll say, hey, you want to bake a cake? And it's like, you know, eyes open and they're ready to do it. And so- you know, you don't have to force feed them the curriculum that you place for the week or whatever that, you know, you put that you want to do for the week. And you had mentioned find your purpose. I actually did one a couple of weeks ago on that. What is your foundation? What What is your purpose? What is your why? When you take that, take that sentence, whatever you created and put it on your fridge, you know, and that will be the driving force of everything. So when you're having that bad day, just look at the why. Don't worry about how to get there, just know that that is the end result and you're having a bad day and it's okay, move on. Sit on the couch, eat popcorn, watch a movie, who cares? You're having fun with your kids. Your kids will remember these moments. Oh, it's so amazing. Okay. And they're learning. They're learning from that too. You know, they're learning, yes, my mom, it's okay to have a bad day. Whereas they're not learning, if I have a bad day, I'm getting punished by getting on red or whatever the, you know, the I remember my son was on the color system or whatever, and he'd come home. I was on red. Well, you're just having a bad day. So let's learn through it, work through it as a family and move on. And I I get why teachers do that because they need a way to control the class, but it really puts a a mental block on the child that they, they are not good enough. And it's starting at such a young age. I actually had a friend call me yesterday and and they want to pull their child out of public school in seventh grade. And their child just does not want to go to school anymore. She's being bullied and just a lot of different things. And, and, you know, it was really sad. And I'm like, you know what, hold her hand, pull her out, let her know you got this. Let's do this together. And we're okay. Because some of the damage is already setting in that she's a failure. People don't like her. And it's very difficult to unwind that once it's already done. And and I even said, like, when you pull her out, don't say things to her like, okay, we're going to do this. But if you don't do your work, if you don't keep yourself busy and make friends, you're going to go back to school because she's going to always remember this time when she got pulled out of school and it's going to be relieving process. Like it's going to feel good and, and be her warrior, be there to be like, I got you. I'm your parent. I love you. Nobody else loves you. Let's do this together. Like make that a fun thing. So when tell your child, you know, say things encouraging, you don't want to say if, if I do this, then you have to do that. Right. Cause then we're just putting, it's going to be your fault if it doesn't work. So there's a whole lot of mind things going on there. So if you're listening to this, 
and you want to pull your children out, make a celebration of it. Like get excited. This is a big thing for you, for them. Try not to put rules on it that if I'm going to do this for you, you're going to make sure you're doing your homework because that's kind of defeats the whole purpose. Being at home, connecting with your child, being there for your child and a whole bunch of other things. So if you have any questions or anything, just you know, send me an email. We can go ahead and, and walk you through those things. Okay. So another thing that you did, you actually spoke at one of the large homeschool conventions last year. So tell us what you spoke about and what that was like. So I spoke at the first Tampa Bay homeschool conference. There is a wonderful group of ladies that started that last year. And it was the first one in Tampa. There's a big one in Orlando every year, but they saw the need for this side of the state to have their own, and it was wonderful. And I spoke on how to homeschool with toddlers in your home, which seems to people like a, duh, that's easy. But when you're in the thick of it, it's really not easy because that toddler is kind of running your homeschool all day. So, they don't let up. <laughs> right. They don't. And I have had, it seems like a toddler on my hip for a long time. So we spoke a little bit about how to make your day successful, no matter if you're unschooling, no matter if you're doing a boxed curriculum or a set schedule curriculum, how to maybe run your day and just give them some ideas and get dad involved and turn to for some help for that as well. So that was the first thing I spoke on. And the second thing was unschooling and just what is it? Because it's so, even still in the homeschooling community, it's just a like this has this common misconception of being lazy or hands off. So got to speak to some moms and dads about what unschooling is and how to go about starting that sort of thing. So that was really fun. That was a great, and I know they're having another one this year in the summertime too. I, I can't think of the dates off the top of my head, but they have a website and everything. And, and it's just really great that these ladies saw the need and can have it for this side of the state. Yeah. Create it for everybody to get together. So it seems like you are a busy homeschooling mom, but you're enjoying what you're doing. We love it. We get up every day. We're not like jumping for joy and being so excited to be with our kids all day, but you create the life that you want. And, and some days are like that. And some days you just get up and, and you just do your thing. Sometimes you, you fill your cup on whatever that is. And, and if teaching your children don't sound interested to you, you can always unschool because you don't have to teach them. They're like, they're walking alongside of you. They could do the things with you. You can just enjoy life. It's almost like you have to like flip a switch in your brain to think of it differently. Because if home, doing homework with your children after a long day of public school is very frustrating and people say, I don't have the patience. Well, that is not homeschooling. So it's hard to think of it like that. Like I hated doing homework with my child after school. That's exactly why I started homeschooling because if I'm going to do that, I might as well just have them at home. I mean, that's the way I looked at it. So I um, really appreciate you being on the show. I think you've given us a lot of words of wisdom. So parents who are thinking about it really can understand and learn what homeschooling is and unschooling and really take that next step. Thank you so much for being on the show. Well, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks. And um, is there anything else you want to say? Is there any like little tidbits that you can think of that maybe someone listening will say, you know, like, yeah, that sounds really good. Do you have like a homeschool motto or anything? Well, for us, it's that I'm preparing my children for heaven, not Harvard. And I'm trying to just make them who 
God intended them to be and help them on that journey. And like we have talked about, you're going to have bad days. It's just like you said, you're going to have bad days when your children are in public school. So it's just not giving up, being there to parent them and being there to support them and walk through that journey with them. And in the end, it's so rewarding when they get those aha moments. And it's it's just definitely worth all the stress. <laughs> I love that. I'm preparing them for heaven, not Harvard. I have never heard that one before. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you. You're welcome. Hi, friend. Before you go, I want to thank you for listening. And if you found this podcast helpful, I would truly be grateful if you could just take a moment and leave me a five-star review. Your review will help me improve and reach more listeners who could benefit from homeschooling. Until next time, keep exploring and discovering new ways to make your homeschooling a fun and enjoyable experience. Happy homeschooling! Happy homeschooling!